0: Welcome to today's edition of Take a Leap and Transform, a Neodiversity Journey podcast, where entrepreneurs, employees, business owners, and individuals can become aware and transform their mindset. Welcome back to Take a Leap and Transform, a Neodiversity Journey. I'm your host, Joseph K. Muscat. Are you ready to take a leap with me? We often get caught in this vicious internal cycle where we believe we can't accomplish anything because of our learning difficulties. We become to believe that we are not capable at a particular subject or task because we are not good enough or we are just not intelligent. When this goes unchecked, it leads to depression, it can affect intelligence, leads to low performance and of course, poor self-esteem. What do we call this? We know this as learned helplessness. A quick intro. Martin Siegelman and his colleagues developed this in the 1960s. They created three sets of experiments with dogs. The first control group was tied to a leash. The second group was delivered electrical shocks and could turn off those shocks. And the last group were given continuous electrical shocks without being able to turn them off. Thus, they had no control. The second group quickly learned to shut off the shocks and the third group learned to painfully accept the shocks. In a second experiment, they had to cross over to the other side where the shocks would stop. The first and second group quickly crossed over to escape the shocks. The third group just lay down and accepted the shocks, thus they developed learned helplessness. So where am I going with this? The same conditions can be applied to people. We enter this mental state of believing that we are not good at a subject or a skill and we refuse to accept anything to contradict such things. It takes our willingness to reframe our thinking and for circumstances to change till we want to break away from such reasoning. As near-diverse people, we fall into these circumstances, especially where the conditions are ripe for such thinking to automatically develop. Let's look at two particular scenarios. The first scenario, because of our difficulties, we believe that we are incapable, for instance, at reading, staying focused, or at spelling. We may avoid subjects or tasks because of this. When our challenges are unnoticed. Teachers gives us a poor marks, or employers reprimand us. Thus, further fuels this learned helplessness. This premise can be altered in a number of ways. First, by changing our mindset. Followed by understanding that with patience, we can develop particular skill sets to improve or adapt. Another set of tools is to have support where we need it, like a spell checker or a proofreader. And then there is focusing on strengths that our diversity gives us. For me. It's realizing how that my dyslexia gave me the creativity to piece elements together to help see the bigger picture and provide solutions to problems. In a second scenario, we are told by a parent or teacher that we may have to learn to adapt without accommodations to our particular learning difficulties because when we get into the real world, where we get a job, this will not exist. Here we have an outside force looking at their perspective of the world and instilling in us this learned helplessness. Let's think about this. Other professionals, depending on the industry, get access to tools to aid them with their work? Or what about those with physical disabilities who get access to assistance? So with awareness, skills development, and the ease of access to accommodations, then a neodiverse person can succeed. When we look at these scenarios arguments, we run into another element that doesn't hold water such as providing qualified teachers or coaches who can help a student develop coping strategies and how to manage their neurodiversity as they become older and enter the workforce. I had a similar discussion concerning a family member's anxiety with the head of the school who uses this argument and there are two things that he or she failed to see. The first was their unwillingness to recognize and accept the anxiety. The other was not providing both the resources and environment where the student could learn to manage their anxiety. Once again, creating a learned helplessness situation. How can a student learn to cope when there is such resistance from the system, and in fact they are creating an ingrained learned helplessness that the student will carry with them into adulthood and place of employment? So how do we overcome this? For me, it started with finding help with understanding my neodiversity and developing coping techniques to learn how to manage them. Later, I found a coach and mentors to further develop additional strategies. I joined an organization with good people that inspired and motivated me. Lastly, it was devouring knowledge through books and podcasts that led me to finding my purpose. My guidance? Before any of this could take place, I had to want to break away from this cycle and seek outside my influences and resources. This change will always start with you. If you want this change and are willing to commit to this change, amazing things will happen both in spite of and because of your learning difficulties. Do you have any insight into this? Well, once again, we've reached the end of another episode. I hope you found this to be insightful. And if you did, please subscribe, Leave a comment, especially with topics you would like me to cover. And lastly, follow me on social media. Till then, take a leap and transform.